In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us. Being in control of your life sounds like a positive thing, but too much of the sense of control can lead to heightened stress and reduced flexibility. We discuss the idea of letting go of control, and maybe that will free up some headspace. And we share with you what's made us happy this week in Roundtable's Happy Place. For today's program, I'm joined by Yu Shun in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show, we live in a world that's consistently changing, and it's utterly impossible to try to control that. Change is the one constant thing in this world, and even if you try, you can't 100. Percent control the outcome of your life, and these days, just think about the pandemic, climate change, and many other things that just sends my head spinning. So, guys, let's talk about this. First of all, probably we should acknowledge it's natural to have this desire to control things, but also this word "control" has ugh, other connotations. You shouldn't. Share with us this natural desire of wanting to control things. Yes, actually, many science facts are proving that having a desire of controlling is so normal and so natural. For example, a 2011 study published on trends in cognitive sciences, the desire for control is innate and likely biologically motivated. And negative responses to losing control have been observed even in very young human infants, and a sense of control is associated with better physical and psychological health. But I think the point is that we need to understand that there are so many things that we cannot control in our lives, or even they may out of controls. And sometimes we also need to develop that kind of ability to, you know, deal with. The issues that may be out of control or withstand these kind of consequences. Yes, indeed.、Um, and also, just this word "control"—is、um, it kind of a neutral term, or is it a little bit negative, Josh? Because it is、uh, associated. Well, let's say a control freak. You know, that's、mm. considered more of a weakness than a strength, I would suppose. Yeah, yeah. So let us know a little bit more about your thoughts on the semantics of things. Yeah, it's a really good question, and I, I think that you're right that the word control does more often than not have more negative connotations than it does positive. But I do think that control is a really general term that can, like you said, be a very natural feeling, but also have some negative things. So let's dissect it a little bit.、Um, I think that 
really what we're talking about here is this desire, this quite innate, often natural desire to influence or dictate the outcome of situations. And certainly people have a greater or lesser desire than others. It, it varies from person to person. But I think to some degree, we all want to influence the outcome of situations for our own benefit, right? This can be something quite extreme, like this term control freak, wanting to control every little aspect of every situation and also other people. Or it could be simply choosing what you eat for breakfast, right? That's also a degree of control that we have or choosing what clothes you wear in the morning. But control also can be broken down. There's something called external control. And this is the desire to exert influence over external events or other people than yourself. So this um, includes things like trying to dominate situations, influence individuals. There's also, of course, the opposite of that might be personal control. So this is the belief that you have the power to shape your own life and the own outcomes. So this is separate from other people. There's also emotional control, which is a little bit um, more abstract, I think. And this is also about managing your own reactions to things. And this obviously crosses over with personal control. And there's also something called perceived control. And this is, this is referring to an individual's subjective perception about the level of control over circumstances. So this might not always be about reality. This is even more abstract, actually. And it's about how you perceive your own influence in a given situation um, and things like this. So it can be broken down even further. But anyway, the conclusion of all of this is that control is a very general term, an umbrella term that encompasses all kinds of different things that ultimately result to one either thinking about or trying to control or influence situations or oneself. Yeah, I really appreciate the way that you um, break it down layer by layer kind of thing. And in different aspects of our lives, this thought pops up and um, sometimes it raises its ugly head in the least desirable areas and it can really add to the stress level and a sense of frustration especially when I think we all agree on that there are a ton of things that simply are out of our control and if the pandemic has taught us anything it's almost like don't make plans that's beyond let's say a couple of weeks for some time it felt like and then um, I saw these uh, articles about companies talking about it's foolish to make plans beyond like six months in the depth of uh, the pandemic back in the last few years so I think in this particular day and age it, it is relevant and it's it's timely to have these kind of discussions about you know how do we make of ourselves uh, standing in today's world and and also take care of our mental well-being and uh, also make sense of a little bit of what's going on in this vast world that seems to be filled with uncertainty and you shouldn't this one let's throw this question at you um why do some people have i guess a stronger need for controlling all these things in our uh, purview kind of thing yeah and when we were talking about either control, this word is positive or a negative, we, I think we need to think of the origin of this kind of desire of controlling, right? Some people may have that kind of desire of controlling may because um, 
a history of trauma could result in a deep need for control. For example, by trying to control everything, you could start unconsciously trying to protect yourself from experiencing trauma again. And this is kind of a natural and adaptive response. And、um, that is also what we call PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder. Or maybe this person, they have that kind of a childhood experiences. For example, he grows up in a family with unstable dynamics where it was difficult to predict what would happen next. And then it may lead to controlling behaviors as a coping mechanism. Or on the other hand, they just learn from their parents. You simply just grow up from a family that is tend to control everything. And then you may also have that kind of a mentality of making everything under control. Or perhaps you find reassurance in repeating these behaviors. Or maybe you assume that this is how things need to be managed. Or this is. How we need to do everything to make everything under control and especially under your control. Yeah, sure. Well, I think、uh, Yushun touched on some really important points, and、um, I, I think that it's it's really also we have to be careful to assume or generalize the reasons as to why people may feel this way because every individual's experience is so complex, and especially when you go into something like childhood where memories become more distant. It's really difficult to identify exactly why people may have this kind of anxiety, and as you said, Huyang, it's actually a pretty normal feeling, and I think everybody has it to a certain de- degree. But when it gets to an extreme and it starts to have a serious negative impact on your life, I think it is good to identify the possible reasons as to why. And I, I would also advise anybody who is suffering in in this way to seek professional help. Um, and remember that we're, we're just talking about this from our personal experiences, right?、Um, I think that a lot of it comes from obviously a fear of uncertainty, which again is pretty normal. I think all of us, if we're waiting on some test results from the hospital or we are waiting on the results of anything in life, that uncertainty can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But I guess the goal is, and maybe we're going to talk about this later. There's a big A philosophical school of thought called Stoicism, which is this idea about becoming comfortable in that uncertainty, right? But I think that this fear of the unknown can be extremely overwhelming for some people. The reasons for this can be very, very complex and different. I guess there's a need for security.、Um, this may come from an experience of a lack of stability or safety in one's past. Possibly,、um, it may come from One's parents having a fear, a need for security, and them influencing that kind of thinking onto you, right? It may not just be your exact experience; it might be your relationship that has done this to you. Perfectionism, as well, this comes from the desire to control every little detail in the right way, and that that right way needs to be put in speech marks, right? Because there is no right、mm. way. There is the way that you believe is right. There is the speed at which you think things should happen. There is. The quality to which you think everything should be at. There is times of the day when you think people should be getting their head down and doing their job, and there should. And there's also on the flip side of it, times of day when you believe we shouldn't be working that hard at this time. We should all be relaxed and doing this and that. But the reality is, people move at different speeds. A fear of loss. I think this is another one as well. This is another reason. I think that a lot of people. Um, have a deep-seated fear of loss. I, I think honestly, I've suffered from this as well. Whether it's 
control or relationships or opportunities in one's career, this fear that you're going to miss out on an opportunity. Um, this is also stems from uh, a real investment in the need for control. But it's different for every mm -hmm. individual. It could be a combination of many of these different things. It could be nature. It could also be nurture. These are just some examples. Yeah, I think you've got it all covered. And listening to you speaking, actually, I think had a rather soothing effect, although you were talking about all these things that could be sources <laughs> of anxiety for people. Yeah, controlling and obsessive compulsive characteristics are sometimes seen as two sides of the same coin. And sometimes control can be an asset, as some argue that people with a strong desire for controlling the outcome could be natural leaders. Um, do you agree with that, uh, Yushun, that, you know, this could, could actually have a really positive spin on it? Well, yeah, I think we need to treat uh, this kind of idea based on the position of this person who is experiencing, uh, you know, this kind of control. For example, you have your parents who are really obsessed with controlling everything in your life. But when we are thinking about the origin of their desire of controlling, they are just wanting to create a, you know, easier path that they think that is easier for you. So we need to treat this kind of desire more, I think, rationally to actually think about why they would like to control. And for example, Monica in France is absolutely a person who is obsessed with controlling, right? She wants everything to be under control, of course. Her roommates are, you know, complaining about she being a control freak, but can they imagine their life without Monica? Maybe there would be a total mess, you know, in their apartment. So in this case, the people who got controlled, maybe they are not feeling comfortable, but they are also enjoying the benefits that people like to control uh, brings to them. So which means it could be a very powerful drive in leadership. And in that way, some people may say that uh, with a strong desire of controlling may be natural leaders. And I think it makes sense because they would like to make everything on the schedule and under control. And they have that kind of sense of um, goal-driven mentality so that they will achieve something technically easier than other people. I think it's an interesting point. And I think that if we consider some of the more technical industries and those individuals that work at high levels within those industries, like finance, um, government, um, engineering, then in order to succeed in those kind of industries and careers, you do have to appreciate the importance of schedule and timeliness and control and perfectionism, right? I mean, to be an architect, to design a building, that is to some degree, you're, you're working, you're sort of molding perfectionism to some degree, aren't you? I mean, I guess that it's very artistic in some way, but there are rules and regulations and laws that you have to abide by in order for it to work. And so does this equate to being a control freak? I think to some degree, yes, to some degree, no. I think it's interesting when you talk about leadership and the qualities of the, a leader. I mean, one thing that we have to acknowledge about a leader and something that's very important for a leader is image. 
image is one of the most important things that you do, presenting your image to those people that you're leading. But that image is so often very different to the actual day-to-day -day work you do behind, for example, public speaking, right? So you may come across as quite easygoing and um, easy to get along with and a person of the people, da-da-da, but then behind the scenes, maybe you're a control freak. I don't know exactly. Um, it, it's an interesting thing to think about. And I love the example that you use from friends of Monica. And I, I love that question that you asked, Yusha, and I'm still thinking about it is, do they need her, you know? Um, do you need that individual? Do you need that personality for things to keep rolling? I I think that I am the moniker of my friend group oh. or I'm the moniker of maybe not my friend group. I feel that in my friend group, I'm not that at all. But I definitely think at work um, when I've had more of a senior role, I'm definitely the moniker of the situation. And I've taken on so much extra stress because of that. But I feel like it's necessary. But... I feel like Monica probably doesn't sleep properly if, if we knew about her sleeping schedule, you know? I feel like she probably has severe mental health issues. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I necessarily do, but I, I, I've got to think on this one. It's a great question. It's a great example. Yeah, the thing about control freaks is that rarely do they know they are one. So we could all be guilty as charged. You know, you just like oh, put yourself under the magnifying glass. How does that look? Well, certainly that show needs Monica because you can't have three Rachels, you know, or Phoebe's or whatever it is. Because, yeah, you need polar opposites to make a show interesting. But in real life... Yeah, it kind of happens in like degrees. If it's really extreme, then especially if your controlling behavior is projected on other people, let's say, okay, this is pretty extreme. All right. Uh, control freaks could be thinking that we're help. No, I mean, they're helping people with their constructive criticism or taking over a project because no one else will do it right. And they don't see their controlling behaviors as symptoms of what's really going on. That is your own anxiety that is just going haywire and irrational thoughts abound in, you know, our high stress world, especially I mean, it could be like really irrational thoughts. Like if I don't get this contract, I'll get fired. If I, if I am not at home by six o'clock, then that makes me a terrible parent. Or if I don't get a raise, then I suck at my job. And if I attend my um, class reunion and I didn't, you know, get to a certain level, then j that just makes me feel like I suck in my life. And in all of these thoughts are probably not true, but, but it, it, I mean, it bothers you, and if it gets to a point that it bothers other people as well, then I would call that maybe a situation that, that probably needs some attention. So how can one attempt to control, or let's say let go, <laughs> these uh, aspects in our lives that um, they're just not good for you if you're, like, seizing too hard? Yeah, we've been talking about a lot of, um, you know, a person who would like to control. And I think that's more of an image of a stronger personality. But some people actually, they want to control everything. But as a result, they found themselves are not able to control everything. And then in that case, they may face, you know, anxiety or even depression. So I think in that case, we 
um, need to make yourself let go of something. And、um, I watched a video of a professor in literature from Fudan University. His name is Liang Yongan, and he was telling people about the idea of letting go. He said, "We need to learn to embrace." The absurd as normal. We need to embrace uncertainty as normal. It's just because you haven't reached that point yet, and then your day or your moment, that instant is waiting for you at some point ahead of you. So all you need to do is to keep going and、uh, hanging in there. So it's so easy said than done. You know, just let go. You can just. Put something down, and you don't need to care about that much. But actually, everybody has that kind of mentality of want something under control. Because if you would like to achieve something, if you want to reach some certain goals, you need to control something. So all we need to do is, when you are facing some obstacles or something that you think that is out of your control, I think you need to let it be. Or This is something that it's supposed to be like that. Do you think there's something to be gained as one lets go of control, Josh? Yeah,、uh, absolutely. I think so, but I think the process is pretty slow, and I think that it's a step by step process. Honestly,、um, there's a lot to be gained from letting go of control, but it's it's more specific than that. It's it's about Focusing on what you can control and what you can't, you, you need to shift your focus to those things in your life that you, you can change and that are within your control. And most of the time, the one thing that we lose control of and the one thing that we can control is our thoughts.、Um, and this is what we need to practice controlling. Most of the things that we worry about, most of the things that cause us pain. Are in our head and are actually just illusion.、Um, mm. I mean, of course, you you may have your own spiritual beliefs that tell you otherwise, but I personally believe in this, and I think that it is true that、um, your your thoughts are controllable, and it takes time to get a hold of them sometimes, and they're easily it's easy、yeah. to let them run away. The reality is all that is in front of us right now. My reality right now. Is that I'm speaking to Yushun and Heyang on roundtable about this topic. Everything else that I'm concerned about happening tomorrow is just my illusion, and I can't control that. I can't control what's going to happen in the next hour. That's an uncomfortable thing, and it takes、mm. time to do that. This it takes practice, I think, for everybody. And I think one thing that you can do is try and expose yourself to more situations where you can intentionally. Surrender control. I think I, I find that helps for me. Anyway, yeah. What you say reminds me of this quote I read in、uh, John Perkis's book, "The Power of Letting Go." That、uh, the future isn't a problem; it's only your ego that worries about the future. But with a lot of the things that you feel, you're so out of control. You can gain sort of a little bit of sense of control by doing things, by taking action. But of course, the downside of that is sometimes you feel quite helpless, like it's only your effort is a drop in the bucket of an ocean, and then you feel 
like, oh, you know, fatalism kind of coming in. But I think still, you know, taking action, despite, you know, sometimes it could be small things. But, you know, these are things that we can do that we can hold on to. And that might help us gain a little bit of this sense of control. But also, um, being present and enjoying each moment. I know this is easier said than done. And um, I have to constantly keep reminding myself to to do that. Because if you don't have the present, there's no tomorrow. And what's the point, right? And also another thing, well, you know, here are some ideas that maybe we can uh, think about. Um, you know, this road to better relationships always starts with you. And um, we talked about expectations. So maybe be realistic about your expectations of others. And you know, we all have to adjust that with your coworkers, with your partner, with your parents. And, you know, the day you forgive them, um, life just becomes so much better. And also see if we can quit the passive aggressive nonsense. When you come from a culture that isn't really so pro-confrontation, then it's kind of easy to fall into this one. And also accept that a large portion of life is laced with unknowns. And that's just a fact of life these days. If you work on your own improvement instead of trying to control others, healthier relationships that work as well as everywhere else hopefully then will come to you as a result. And I'm saying this to myself as well. You're listening to Roundtable coming up next. Videos of high school reunions has become popular online. Um, are these old school reunions worth going? Stay tuned. 